And we're rolling. This is Old Guys Bitchin'. I'm Steve. Yes, that's Steve, my friend, who is a stable genius, and I'm Byron. <laughs> a, a stable genius or a staple genius? Uh, no, no, you are a stable genius. I oh. rank you right there with our current president. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Well, that, that's <laughs> high praise indeed. Uh, not, but what the heck. Uh, so we, this is our actually our second podcast. Yes, our first will never be heard by anyone except us. (laughs) Well, I don't know, because it escaped into the ether somehow. So there could be alien ships uh, getting that message right now. That's very possible. Or the stable genius in the White House. Uh, He could be hearing it. (laughs) You know, we have to try to talk as little about him as possible uh, just because it get well, actually, this is old guys bitching. So we get to rail and rant and rave, and we can talk about the ass hat in the White House. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> because I mean, I'm I'm done with trying to mitigate the political angst, and I think there has to be more of it, and people have to get angry about this jackass and get him out of there. That's right. Now, you are in Washington state. I am in the state of Nevada. And both of our states have uh, legalized the sales of both medical and recreational marijuana. Which is part of the reason I live here. (laughs) And uh, uh, just this past week, we had our wonderful attorney general, Nutt, Uh, decide to renew the war on uh, marijuana, which, of course, if he is successful, I hope he's not. I hope that he has just uh, engendered a shitstorm, which will result in his his exile to Elba. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But if if he does, uh, what he'll succeed in doing is driving uh, regulated uh, marijuana which is sold in dispensaries, which you have to have ID to get into, which will not sell to anyone less than 21 years old, uh, and uh, puts uh, millions, billions of dollars into taxes and into the economy, he will succeed in driving that underground back to its illegal, dangerous state uh, where anybody uh, with the right amount of cash and connections to an illegal source uh, can purchase it. Way to go. Way to think legally, smart guy. You know, I was just thinking, and I I probably should have Googled it, but um, I'm thinking, when you talked about Jeff Sessions getting exiled to Elba, I think there's a Trump Tower there. I believe so. It's only four feet tall, but, uh, right. it's, uh, you know, just kind of to reflect the size of his hands. That's right. And if it's four feet tall, it's plenty of room for Jeff Sessions. <laughs> yes, our Keebler elf. <laughs> but what I do like about it is that even Republicans are coming out against it. Well, of course they are, particularly the guy in Colorado, right. uh, Cory Gardner, who had just jumped right on it and uh, basically said, I'll whoop your ass. Yeah. I mean, what is the big deal? I, I, I don't understand why this is still a thing in 2018. Yeah, you know, gun deaths last year, what, uh, 10,000 plus? Marijuana deaths last year, zero. zero. 
Right. And, and, and we can, this is not the time to talk about guns. It's never the time to talk about guns. But we can talk about how bad marijuana is for us, which it isn't. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. We, so, so we have a, a shitstorm in, in Washington, D.C. with our current government. We've got a, an administration that's off the rails. We have uh, a Congress that's ineffectual uh, and inept. Um, and, and actually, I think uh, the Republican majority is treasonous. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree. Uh, and it has it started quite some time ago. Um, you know, the most obvious thing is uh, the um, majority leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, who uh, and, and this is is just a, a benchmark. It's not when he started being treasonous, but when he delayed. Uh, the implementation of the nomination of a Supreme Court justice because he wanted to. Right, right. Yeah, but now, but now we have to push everything through without yeah. even due process. Uh, I, I think, you know, what, what bothers me is how angry do people have to get? Uh, they, this is, this keeps, they keep allowing this to happen. People keep voting Republicans into office, even though they have proven themselves to not give a damn about the little guy at all. It's all about the rich and corporations. But the idiots out there in, in the red states keep voting these guys in. At what point do Americans get fed up enough to take to the streets? I was just listening to a segment on NPR yesterday uh, about... Um, uh, 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 Timothy Leary, and how he was made the enemy of the people by Nixon uh, back in the 70s. And they were, you know, the guy who was talking about it was talking about it was a, a tougher time than it is now. People were actually taking to the streets. Cities were going up in flames. What is it going to take for that to happen again? I mean, nobody's nobody's looking for violence and nobody wants anybody to get hurt but at what point do people get angry enough to say our representatives aren't doing it we need to throw them out and start over you're right you're absolutely right uh, because it's it's going to take a crowd now I, I don't know how politically active you are I am semi-politically active I would say I took on uh, a local uh, senator here in Nevada Dean uh -huh. Heller when because he's in the Judiciary Committee. And when the uh, nominees started coming up, uh, most of them rated unqualified by the American Bar Association, most of them with no experience. So I contacted Dean Heller and uh, said, please use you know extreme judgment here. We do not need unqualified uh, jurists. We need the best uh, outcomes for the country. And I got a reply back from him. I don't have it in front of me, so I'm paraphrasing here. But he said, oh, the positions are empty. We just have to fill them. <laughs> I'm available. Dude, even Uber has uh, qualifications. I do. <laughs> I'd, and and they're low on the scale, considering some of the Uber drivers I've had. Uh, the, I, I think it, it is mind-boggling to me that this is still going on, that it's taking so long to get some kind of effective change. The clown, the asshat in the White House has been there for a year now, just about a year. We're a, a week or two shy of a full year. He's already done ir probably irreparable damage 
to the country and to our reputation around the world. And, you know, MSNBC and uh, uh, CNN just keep going on about how this is treasonous, this is, you know, this is obstruction of justice. Uh, yeah, there's enough evidence there, but nothing's happening. Well, um, it's because, and uh, I should mention uh, to anybody who is uh, dumb enough to listen to us, bitch, that... Uh, <laughs> This is recorded on January 6th, 12th night, and just yesterday on January 5th, the uh, book written by Michael uh, Wolf, Fire and Fury, was published. So, you know, we can sort of reference that. Right. But uh, according to that book, uh, the, as you describe him, asshat in the White House, is surrounded by enablers. Right. They all know. They all know what is going on, what they're dealing with, but they're doing their best to go, oh, no, no, it's, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, and, and in light of that, I mean, do we need to, maybe we need more productions of Julius Caesar around to give some people ideas. Uh, <laughs> next time he goes to, to visit Congress, if he ever does, I mean, let all the senators just line up and just, you know, stab it, put a knife in his back when he goes by. Uh, or, you know, the, uh, the GOP senators who were all in the pockets of the NRA anyway, just give them pistols and say, hey, dudes, exercise your Second Amendment right. <laughs> That's, now, now, wait a minute. Should, should we make assassination legal? <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying it legal. You know, uh, they, if they exercise the Second Amendment uh, as interpreted by Antonin Scalia, because prior to 2008, uh, it was not interpreted this way. Right. But, uh, you know, I would say if they if they follow up on that, arrest them all, throw them under the jail, you know, and then that takes care of two birds with one stone. Um, and I, I, I'm all for uh, killing as many birds as possible with stones. <laughs> now, 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 bird lovers don't write in or, or call or whatever. I, I, I love birds. I don't have a problem with them except when they're over my car. Um, <laughs> now, the, I, I, the, I want to talk about all this hate in the country right now because I'm experiencing it on a different level because being a single guy, I, I occasionally attempt online dating and whenever it comes up that somebody is a fox news watcher or a supporter of trump i'm i immediately say that's it i'm not interested anymore I, I, I they say that. the same thing back to me when they find out oh you're you know a liberal um which i don't know that i am i'm a centrist but uh you know, I'm liberal on some issues i'm conservative on other issues uh although you know, I, I don't even like using the term conservative because um, I think conservatives are sociopaths. Yeah, they seem to be, uh, the just, just as, as defined in the current climate. Right, and, and the definition of sociopath is a person with a personality disorder manifesting itself in extreme antisocial attitudes and behavior and a lack of conscience, which seems to describe every Republican member of Congress. Yeah, you're right, unfortunately. Now, I want to jump in and say I, I know thousands of people because of, uh, of my job. I deal with thousands of people. And uh, so in that thousands of people, there are plenty of uh, people who would consider them conservative, themselves conservative or uh, Trump supporters. And I still like them because um, most of them, 
you know, they, they engage me in conversation, and that's what we need. We need conversation. Exactly. And, and, you know what? I, I agree with you because I, I know, you know several conservative people who I am, uh, while they may not be outward friends, we are friendly, and we can have fun conversations and do stuff together, um, and, and they're not bad people. They do... Uh, that's that's why I hate labels because it is it, it's really misconstruing the point to say that somebody is conservative or is liberal because I don't think anybody is all one or the other. I agree, and uh, you know you probably see this on your Facebook page. I see it on mine, and uh, the thing that that bothers me is when either conservative, liberal, or whoever turns into a troll and the, the trolls uh, are the ones who engender the hate and a uh, story that I heard this past week was about Sarah Silverman did you hear about Sarah dealing with a troll um, I may have but it you know I'm, I'm old so it slipped my memory <laughs> well what happened was um, somewhere in her Twitter feed uh, a, a troll popped up and rather than ignore the troll or shut the troll down she sent a message back says you're obviously in pain what can I do to help you now it took several exchanges back and forth before she was able to elicit from him that yeah he didn't have any friends he felt isolated uh, and he was just an unhappy person. So she found out how to get directly in contact with him and arrange support services for him. And uh, he became quite grateful. He will probably still troll on occasion. <laughs> but, uh, but it was a way, instead of hitting back, instead of uh, a famous person lashing out, to... Uh, uh, you know, deal with compassion. Right. And I think that if we all would uh, would deal with compassion, I mean, I I had a guy that I have known for twenty plus years more, really, uh, a troll, uh, uh, just an innocuous comment that I made, and so I contacted him. Uh, now this wasn't inspired by Sarah Silverman. This was before I contacted him and said, uh, "said Hey, dude, um, you know, you're uh, what? What did I say that that upsets you? So that I can know, just in case I'm upsetting other people, what did I say?" And uh, after several days of non-response, I contacted him again and said, uh, have you blocked me uh, or are you not following me now? <laughs> What's going on? And all, I just got back a one word thing. Sorry. Huh. But, may, but maybe, maybe just my trying to contact him uh, led him to examine his own uh, feelings and his own attitudes. Uh, I can't say that if somebody, if I accidentally trolled somebody, because I try not to troll, if I accidentally trolled somebody, if, if I would be that open. So, you know, I congratulate him. But, we, you know, I think we're, we're in an era of pushing buttons. 
Everybody, yeah. uh, never mind Trump with his buttons, uh, the rest of us uh, talk to each other in a way that we're going to get people pissed. I mean, nobody is sensitive to the fact uh, that somebody might have, have a difference of opinion and be able to discuss that rationally. Emotions are taking over. And uh, I, I mean, like I just did earlier in this podcast is to talk about uh, people assassinating Trump or uh, Congress doing it, not the people. Uh, so doing it in a legal way. Um, but we have uh, th that anger comes out in violent talk. And what's going to what is it going to take for that to translate into action? You're right, because you and I, we were just being facetious. We were in no way encouraging the senators to arm themselves. And <laughs> First of all, even if they did, I don't think they'd be able to accomplish it because they're clearly incompetent. So I wouldn't even want to give them that task. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, you know, one thing that I can say that I did, I, and I did this on a very conscious level, and uh, I think it was because if 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 you could see me, uh, you know that I have kind of a Santa Claus appearance. Yes. So uh, I, over the uh, December time period, I actually was Santa Claus uh, at a venue in Las Vegas, and um, it was it was fun that I could spread a little sunshine, uh, spread a little joy as the uh, jolly old elf. But I decided consciously that I would try and continue that uh, outside of the Santa Claus gig. And I, uh, in stores, I tried to be friendly to everybody. I tried to uh, make sure that I wished everybody a, a happy holidays or a Merry Christmas or, uh, you know, follow, following that Happy New Year. And, you walk around in a red suit all the time? Uh, no, no I, I, I thought about it. <laughs> but but no, but no, just in, in my regular old life. And something that I have noticed is that uh, I get uh, two reactions, and the first one doesn't last long, but uh, the second one always gets a big smile, and that's when I, I just, just apparently at random say, Happy New Year. Uh, the first, if it occurs, is first a look of being very puzzled, but that quickly evolves into a smile and most of the time people wish me a happy new year right back and I have done this in parking lots with people who have their windows down as I pass by and you know it's since I did it on a conscious level kind of as an experiment it does seem that uh, you know if everyone would be pleasant uh, to each other that it would start spreading I mean, I remember when I was a kid walking with my great-grandfather in downtown Texarkana. Uh, he spoke to everybody. Everybody yeah. spoke to him. Yeah. And yeah, I know it was a small town, but still, he didn't know everybody. Uh, and it was just kind of pleasant. That, uh, well, it was. was you know, I, I had a I, I grew up in New York, but I had a grandmother who would do the same thing. Walking down the street, she'd talk to everybody. Uh, it was with her one time walking up Broadway, and she stops a guy, 
and and goes, "Hello, darling. How are you? How are you? How are the? How's the wife? How's the family? Every everything okay?" And the guy's going, "Yeah, that's fine. You know, everybody's good. Thank you." And she says, "Okay, well, have a great day. Goodbye." And we start walking. I said, "Nana, who was that?" She goes, "I have no idea." <laughs> but the person probably then had at least a uh, an enjoyable five minutes. Well, I looked back, that. and the guy had a very puzzled look on his face, like probably questioning his sanity for the rest of the day. Why don't I remember her? Where did I meet her? <laughs> but again, you know, he, he probably, even if he was questioning his sanity, he was probably enjoying it at the same time. <laughs> We can only hope. But you're right. I mean, I think maybe if we reach out, we could get a little further. I would just like to know from uh, if anybody is listening to this who still supports Donald Trump, why do you still support him? What do you like about him? And what about the news, all the negative stuff? about him that is on more new most news sources I mean, we can't go with fox because it's not really a news channel it's a propaganda channel um i know the people who watch it don't think that but there have been plenty of fact-based organizations that have more than proven that fox is not a reliable source of news in fact one uh poll had to, had uh, said that uh, Fox News, people who watch Fox News are less informed than people who watch no news at all. Now, I have heard that from so, many that, sources, unfortunately. Right. So th that's a frightening proposition that they are the highest rated cable news channel and all these, however many viewers they have, are getting all this disinformation and, and believing it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it is scary, and uh, I try to get my news from, a, a, from numerous sources. I, I read uh, newspapers from uh, major cities. Right. I, um, I actually get very little uh, news from television, although I do in Las Vegas. I watch my local Fox channel mainly because they are the only ones that are really focused on local news. The right. uh, other channels, which are associated with networks, um, they uh, are, they just you know regurgitate the national news, and I don't need that from my local station. Well, what I hate so, even more about the local station, I'll watch my local newscast in the morning, and uh, they're talking about a house fire in Perth, Australia. Why should I? Because they have video. It's all because they have video, not because it has any pertinence to our day-to-day -day living. So it's like, why do that? I'm watching to, to get local news, and you're giving me a house fire in Perth, Australia. Exactly. I'm no. sorry for those people who's ha who are losing their house and possibly their lives. I, I do feel for them, but um, bottom line is it doesn't affect my daily living. You know, uh, you were in radio. I was in radio. Did did you work radio news at all? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, well, one very good mentor of mine. Uh, I didn't do that much radio news. Uh, I was mainly the uh, the on air wacky guy or whatever. But um, when I did do some news, uh, a very good mentor uh, said, you know. In reality, there's like five minutes of news a day that people really need to know. Right. So just remember that when you uh, assemble your newscast. Focus on what people 
need to know. Don't worry about the if it bleeds, it leads thing. Right. And, 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 and he was right. And then one of the best uh, newscasters that I ever worked with on a morning show that I hosted, uh, she has just really climbed the ranks. Now, she's not an on-air person anymore, but uh, she does produce. And uh, she, her newscasts that she produced are just spot on. She's in Charlotte, North Carolina, by the way. She's on the NBC affiliate. Her name is Sid Sutherland. Sid Sutherland. Yep. Is that a real name? That's her real name. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, I, you know, I was fortunate enough when I first, well, when I started in news, it was during the, the Vietnam era, and uh, I had to go cover a campus building being taken over, a college campus building, and I, I went in, and I went in with my recorder, and I, I'm all these kids sitting in the halls smoking dope. And I went to them and said, okay, can you tell me why you're here today? And they went, hey, man, it's a party. <laughs> I said, well, oh, so much for news. I said, there is uh, maybe one person here who actually gives a damn about the war. Everyone saw it as a chance to skip class and have a party. So I, I said, okay, this is what, but why isn't this being reported? Because if you go to the network news, they're making it look like the whole country's going up in flames. And that might have been the case in some places, but not everywhere. That, that's true. That's true. Uh, but at least the, the network news did call attention to uh, right. uh, something very important. But the thing, but in those days, there was a real strong sense of journalistic ethics, which I think is missing today in some places. And now it's more about the rush to beat the other guy on air with something uh, so that they're not completely sourcing it. I was lucky enough in the 70s, I worked at CBS in New York and had to actually be in the uh, news center when they were doing the election in 76 i think it was and i got to watch walter cronkite firsthand I, I didn't work with him but i got to watch him and what was more enlightening to me was not what he did on air but what he did off air and somebody would come to him with something with an item and and he would say how many sources mm -hmm. you know okay i've got one source he said come back to me when you have three of course. He and, wanted uh, full corroboration, where I think that's kind of lacking uh, in the news world today is that everybody just wants to beat the first guy out there. Uh, MSNBC, if you watch, and MSNBC I do watch, but it also drives me crazy um, because everything's breaking news. Everything's yes, breaking every, news, breaking. and it's not. Everything is not breaking news, and everything uh, that they report is not going to bring down Donald Trump or anybody else in in Congress, um, it might be the start of something. But if you build everything up as breaking news, and this is so important, then nothing is important. Uh, that and um, it seems most news today has uh, has evolved into opinion as opposed to news. Right. Right. And we have to get away from that. What I did like, I was watching. What was I watching this morning? I think it might have been MSNBC, uh, Joy Reid's show. I really like her. Um, and she had on, of course, the different voices. And the thing that I liked, oh, it was also on, on CNN last night also had a show where when the Republican 
voice started making these outrageous claims, everybody else just really ripped them apart. And that's good. That's the, you need the challenge. You can't just uh, let somebody throw throw down a gauntlet and not uh, challenge it. But this is this is true on uh, all around. I mean, it doesn't oh, yes. matter what side you're looking at. Every little bit of gossip or news should be challenged until it's proven, one way or the other. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, so. So, uh, you know, okay. what here's, you were saying, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what you were saying about different news sources, I make sure that on a daily basis, I am getting my news from multiple sources, including foreign sources, because I think a lot of times the most objective news reporting you're going to get is from England and Germany and France and, and uh, Canada and Australia. Uh, I mean, you are going to get, I'm not going to go to Russia because it's, that's all propaganda, but um, multiple news sources from around the world, and you get a, cons- a, a I hate the word consensus, but you get, do get a consensus of what's true and what's not. Yes, uh, I, I agree. I also look to Der Spiegel and uh, The Guardian and, uh, you know, BBC. So um, I try to get a well-rounded look. Now, I did, uh, you know, go with the Wall Street Journal for a while, but it seems like they've gone flaky. They're losing staff left and right. Well, that's the problem is once they got purchased by, by Rupert Murdoch, um, they went totally right wing. Um, and, and they were always a conservative paper, but at least you got a balance. You don't get that anymore. And now you can't trust anything coming out of the Wall Street Journal, even though it still has that cachet of old. So people think it's a reliable source. Well, Steve, I think this show has really set uh, in stone our title. <laughs> Old two, guys guys, two old guys bitching. Yeah. Yeah, we got. Well, and then I'm looking at our timer. We've got 19 seconds left. 18, 17, 16. Uh, so we have to wrap up this segment, but uh, we can come back soon with another one. Let's do that. Let's uh, just. We will pledge now to to bitch continually until something gets done. Right. Or until we get young again. <laughs> And uh, I think there's little chance in both of that, but uh, we'll go with it. Okay, there's our timer going off. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you next time. <laughs>